What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to the B list. I'm B. I have a very special guest in the house. It's Angie K from Royal Housewives of Salt Lake City. You guys know her as a friend of there. Honestly, you and Lisa are carrying the show right now. You run your own salon. It's called Lunatic Fringe, right? Lunatic Fringe. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Been open yeah. for 24 years. That's insane. And you said that you guys have been actually doing like record numbers this year, right? Yeah, we've had record years the last couple of years. So you think it's related to the show? Well, we were already having record years pre-COVID, and then mm -hmm. we had the shutdown, and it was we were praying that we would go back to, because we were on a trajectory to continue to hit our biggest days, our biggest weeks, our biggest months, and you know, when the doors opened back up, it was like everybody just raced in to cover those grays and get their hair done. It's just something people will not give up. We've been working on our brand for 24 years, and I think yeah. our hard work started paying off a few years ago. So it was pre the show. We've been around yeah. for a long time and it's just continued because, you know, our hard work and focus has paid off. So we've been on this trajectory for a while now. The focus on external is kind of like a thing in SLC, or at least that's what it was kind of like talked about when the show first came out. We'll get more into this in a bit, but obviously with Heather talking about beauty lab and laser and stuff like that, kind of like, it seems like they're re-resold kind of this idea that there's like a huge focus on the appearance in the external there. Is that, do you think Absolutely. That's the case? Yeah. Yes. I do a lot of traveling. I have friends that are pilots. And one thing they always say is they see the most beautiful women in Salt Lake City. And I couldn't okay. agree. And women here do care about their appearance. Appearance, even after they have children, they continue to focus on their appearance with, you know, exercise and beauty. So, so it's great yeah. being in the beauty business in Salt Lake City. That's why I like living in New York. Nobody gives a shit here. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should move there. I need a break from all this. Glass. Yeah. You should get a pedicure and get like, there we know, go. is that what it's called? Yeah. Pedicure. Yeah. And just come <laughs> yes. here and back and forth. <laughs> Although, do you think, I don't think, would you think you would like do well on Real Housewives of New York City? You no, think like I think, you know, Salt Lake City is my home. I've been such a huge part of the community here and embedded in the Greek community also. I think, yeah. I don't know that I, I would be a fit there. 
I do love New York for shopping, though. Yeah, it's true. I think you are probably like one of the first, whether it's friends of or housewives, like primarily Greek housewife, or I guess that one that talks about it a lot, right? Like, I mean, is there anyone before you? That has been, you know, I'm not was... quite sure. I'm not quite sure. My parents are immigrants, both from Crete, Greece. And so, of course, I'm very proud of it. I was, you know, raised to be proud of it. And yeah. just, it was a huge part of our life. So I do talk about it a lot, but I feel like I'm the first Greek housewife because people keep saying, finally, a Greek housewife. But yeah, th- yeah. there could be someone that I'm missing. I'll be your uh, Greekest Greek housewife. How about there that? There you go. Pronounce the last name again. It's Katz. Katzadeus. It's okay. It's, it's, hey, I've been dealing with this my whole life. It's like a cat, but with a K, Katzadeus. In Greece, it was Katzadeus. So it wasn't okay, even longer. It. There you go. Before we get started, I mean, tonight's the Golden Globes. I'm supposed to watch them with friends. Do you care about the Golden Globes at all? Uh, yes, I do actually. But hey, this is more important to me tonight. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll catch up on that another day. Well, I think uh, we'll be done here like I feel right like here, I'm, I, think. I feel like I'm on the Golden Globes right now. So. I'm not even feeling like any FOMO here. There you go. First things first, I have a question. Did the check clear? The check did clear. Okay, that's good. That's all I wanted to know. We're good here. That's all everybody wants to know. Well, I want to get right into it. Tell people who is like Angie Kay, because obviously you were introduced to us on the show. And immediately, I mean, I think I told you, me and my friends, two girlfriends of mine that constantly text about the show. And the second that you had what I call the champagne baptism. <laughs> and then this well, I'm Greek, happened, so I love yeah. I love a good baptism. Yeah. Just didn't know it would be mine. Yeah. And then the second you got into that sprinter van and you just let let her rip. And it was like from then on, we were like we called ourselves the the Angie K stands. We were the the group text. And I think that's how it got back to you, right? I like t- I met I put it on my Instagram story and it somehow got to you. And that's how we got into each other's lives. Yes, yes. I wish I would have known sooner. They kept saying, oh, you've got to, do you know Pet Shop Boy? He loves you. And I'm like, who is this guy? So I had to find you. Yeah. So yeah, tell us who you are, like, I mean, outside of the show, because obviously you okay. were introduced through Jin Sean, and that kind of went left. So in your own words. Yes. Well, you know, I was Angie and now I'm Angie K. And mm-hmm. Angie K is a self-made entrepreneur uh-huh. who was born to two immigrant parents from Crete, Greece. I come from a family of seven children. I lost my mother at eight years old. And Angie K had to learn from a very young age that if you want something, you have to work for it. I had to become very independent, helping with younger siblings. And I had to grow up really fast. One of my biggest and most favorite roles is a mother. And I think that I grew up being nurturing, being around younger children and not having a mother to guide me through, you know, integral changes and growing up and becoming a woman. I had to learn a lot about that on my own. So I think it really prepared me for motherhood. And that has been the most amazing role in my life. So I'm a mother. I'm a businesswoman. I started in the hair industry at 21. And six years later, I decided to open some hair salons. Well, I started with one with my husband, who was a hairdresser that I fell in love with. And we got married and we started one salon and we grew so fast that we opened a second. And a few years later, we started a franchise company, uh, Lunatic Fringe Salons. And now we open, we have opened 10 salons, uh, not all just in Salt Lake City, but in other cities, Boise, Ohio, multiple locations in Utah. And we got in the beauty school business also. And we own a distributorship that we sell high-end beauty supply products and hair color. So we're pretty embedded in the beauty industry. 
Our salon has been awarded best in the nation in 2010. Yeah, I'm a friend. I'm a good friend. I'm very committed to family. I'm mm. a very creative person. I started out as a hairdresser and kind of built my empire one day at a time wearing all the hats that you do growing a business. And I was never too good to be in any role. I swept hair, mm. went out to seek out education to become a better hairdresser. And then, you know, organically became a successful salon owner and sought out business coaches, life coaches. And, you know, again, I had to really do everything on my own. And so I love and I'm very proud to say that I'm, I'm self-made. I was just going to say, you know, I'm very embedded in the Greek community here in Salt Lake City. Okay. And Salt Lake is a, a small town. I'm also very embedded in the community here. My husband and I are both philanthropists. We work with several causes that we support through our cosmetology school and through our hair salons by contributing to, you know, financially and through, you know, hands-on work, supporting events, doing fashion shows, hair shows. And we have involvement in a lot of causes that we've been involved in for over 20 years. We've been at this for a long time and as far as supporting well, that, causes. That's kind of where it leads me into my next question. But, but first, I was just going to say, it's really interesting. You said all that stuff and we would not know that from watching the show, obviously, because I think anybody really doesn't get that much opportunity to really kind of showcase all of that on the show, even if you're a main housewife, right? But yes, thank you for asking the question because I yeah, think, yeah. you know, people see the good, bad, and the ugly in this show. Yeah. And, but you don't really get to be humanized. And I think that's important here because, you know, in these moments of the dream dump or how you handle mm -hmm. certain things, if people don't agree, they have to see you as a human, as a mother, as a daughter. You know, when my mom passed away, I'm very close to my dad and I help my dad. I'm close to my dad, but people don't see this side of you. So it's easier for people to be quick to judge. So I'm for always sure. grateful for these opportunities to share my story um, and so thank you it's so important to show those parts because like i think a prime example of someone who kind of i always think of when i think of humanizing someone is like brandy glanville i don't know if you're familiar with her she was on real yes. of beverly hills she yes. wasn't allowed to really film with her kids but she was on the show for the entirety of it was not able to show the fact that she had kids so when you don't see someone's family life but you get to see everybody else's family you kind of start to form a, a colored kind of view of who that person is and it's not really fully formed or you know what i mean yeah, that's just right. reality well, TV, well, right? So Yes, and I think there's just so many different viewers. And I think it's important, you know, people relate to you that like, wow, I'm a businesswoman. I can relate to her. Or wow, yeah. my parents were immigrants. But how about, you know, the fact that you're a mother, a lot of women can relate to motherhood. Mm -hmm. and it's very important that we're all in these trenches together. And it's great for you to be able to share that side of you. So other women know that you're in the trenches with them and you're raising a teenager or a toddler, whatever it is. And I think that's a very important piece. For sure. I mean, it's like motherhood is such a huge thing, right? And it's like, I've had yeah. so many housewives on here that I've known and stuff. And sometimes when people get backlash, for instance, right now, it's happening to Heather Gay, who was just on this podcast about like a month ago, a month and a half ago. Uh -huh. I know her personally. So, but even if I didn't really know her well, the fact that she's like a mother, that I know that she has like daughters and she does it on her own. It kind of changes the way that I, I'm not going to come down as hard because it's like, I don't know, anybody that's ever had a mother, if that makes sense. I don't know. Well, it yeah. does. And I think, you know, they're, sh they're not, not by the way me. that it makes anybody less if they, if they're not a mother, no, I'm just saying no, it does. No, no, no. Yeah. But it's, it's just a part of who we are outside yeah. of the show is what yes. you're saying. And, and yeah. I think like, you know, being, you know, in the Greek culture, you know, family is so huge. So it's such a huge part of my life. As you said, it's a huge part of Heather's life. It's really important to showcase because that is who we are and part of what shapes our character that people see. It's interesting on this show particular, Salt Lake City. 
out of like most of the franchises, you go to Salt Lake City and you guys have like a really large number of women that are like yourself, entrepreneurs, right? Because Lisa Barlow has Vita Tequila, which was, these are companies that were already existing before the show showed up and started filming, right? She was already a successful entrepreneur. Heather Gay owned several different locations of her her beauty, uh, sorry, I almost said Bath and Body Works, Beauty Lab mm -hmm. and Laser. I'm trying to get Meredith. Meredith has uh, a boutique. So kind of, it's interesting because you go to some of the other franchises and not necessarily everybody is owning businesses or running them or having brick and mortar businesses that they show up to every day and managing entire staff. So it's just interesting. That's the kind of what the culture there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of is. successful businesswomen. And in fact, when I first heard from Bravo about this show, I mm -hmm. was told it was about successful, fabulous businesswomen. They did not use the word real housewives. Yeah. So when I interviewed, I was really coming across as this very serious businesswoman. I had no idea that I was even interviewing for housewives or well, I would have let them in on who I was a little bit more, yeah. but it was, I thought it was this really professional business interview. So well, that, I think they were looking for that. That leads me into my first question though, about all of this is that when did the show come to you? Because obviously we know that you've been friends with all of these women. You've been friends with Jen Shaw for what, 20 years? You've known Heather just almost as long, right? Were you a part of the original cycle of like this? Can't think tonight. The premiere, the uh, first season. Well, so season one, I did get a call that they were interviewing, doing a show about fabulous business women. So again, I didn't really let them into my life as like what I would be like as a real housewife. I was interviewing in a very serious professional manner, mm -hmm. thinking it was about business women. And at that time, they had already cast the six girls. Mm -hmm. So they found me after the fact. They did. I did film a little bit season is two. There, they, is there a person that brought you in? Sometimes there's usually tips off producers. I was too. actually referred by Heather Gay. I okay. went to high school with Heather, Lisa Barlow, and Jen Shaw. So I was referred by multiple women in the cast. Okay. I've known Lisa for 15 years as a guest. The salon is where I first met her. Okay. And so, yeah, so I had, I was connected to three of the girls and yeah, so they did talk to me again, season two, and I filmed a bit. And then, you know, I think it's just based on timing, you know, when the timing is right, that you really come into the group. So yeah, timing's everything, that's right? That's my, Especially yeah. With yeah, and the timing was great for me, honestly. Yeah. We were in the, in the middle of a lot, building a house, our, you know, businesses, and my daughter was little. So honestly, this last season, the timing felt right to me as well. It just happened, I think, how it was supposed to. Were you a previous, like, watcher of these shows, a viewer? Well, the crazy thing is I was more of a viewer before I became a mother because on top of business than, you know, raising a little girl and still being really involved in my business, I didn't have a lot of time for TV the last couple of years to be truthful. Yeah. So, but then, you know, when it came back to Salt Lake City and my daughter's getting a little older, you know, I made time definitely to watch Salt Lake and a few of my other favorites. But, you know, I was one of the OGs. I told you that I loved the girls from Jersey because yeah. it was like they're Italian and I was Greek <laughs> and I just loved their little gangster vibe. And so those that are was, my girls. I know all those girls. Those, that's truly oh, really? the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The OGs, some of the OGs from an era that I could relate to just, you know, that yeah. whole sort of same vibe of the, the Greek gangster vibe and the Italian sort of like gangster vibe. It's probably better, though, when you can't watch the show back, right? I mean, do you enjoy watching it back now that you're on it? Or do you think it's just easier, like, peace of mind to just, you filmed it, put it away? Because there's some housewives, for instance, we just mentioned Real Housewives in New Jersey. Teresa doesn't watch her own show. And what, the over decade that the show's been on, she said she, like, maybe checks her outfits, but fast forwards through most of it and doesn't watch it. 
which is probably smart, right? I'd go crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, being newer here, I have uh-huh. watched and I say to myself, oh my God, I don't remember saying that. I don't mm-hmm. remember. And you know, that's no alcohol involved. That's just that it's been nine months. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, wow, I was emotional or I was angry or, you know, whatever the emotions that you're feeling, you don't remember saying a lot of things, certain things. So it's good to rewatch maybe after, you know, some time like Teresa, some people don't feel that's that so- to do that, but I'm learning a lot watching, to be honest. It's a great opportunity for me to like take a step back and take a look at how I've handled things and what I mm-hmm. might do different. So I'm enjoying watching, not always enjoying, but I'm enjoying learning from watching and how, you know, at times you wish you would have spoke up more or maybe that you would have said less and or, you know, handle things differently. So right now it's good for me to watch. It's but funny it, you said it's nine not always, It's not always easy, right? It's not no, always easy no. to watch. It's funny you said nine months. Dorinda says that the show filming it is like giving birth, right? Because you like you do this show for this many months and then it comes out and then that's like giving birth. And then afterwards, yes. they're like, I'll never do this again. And then a couple of months later, they come back <laughs> and then they're knocking on your yes. door and you're like, oh, well, I might, yes. maybe. Sometimes the baby comes out cute. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I think it's good. It gives you time to catch your breath and come mm-hmm. back with a whole new perspective. So how did you kind of end up finally filming on the show? Because you said you were kind of in the mix a little bit after they had cast those original six women, and then you kind of filmed a little bit first season. Uh, Lisa and Jen had both requested to film with me, and okay. they had interviewed me. I think I just slowly kind of started filming with both Lisa and Jen. and But then, you know, that also, you know, put me in a bad position at times with Jen, because, you know, sometimes in this yeah. show in other franchises, women want you to come on only as their friend. And the hardest thing is I was also friends with Lisa and I would talk to Lisa all the time, but you have to really understand that, you know, you're going to have to create relationships with all the women, you know, whether some you're going to connect to more than others, but it's part of it. So it's, it's hard to come on with a friend that doesn't want you to form friendships with others or, you know, your opinion has to be based on what their opinion is. So sometimes it's hard to be friends with multiple women oh, yeah. in the cast. And, well, and I did deal with that Jin at Shaw, times. Who kind of acts like yeah, a creator about her friendship. So well, there, a, a there is, yeah, there's some <laughs> controlling things. There was some jealousy is how I felt and some manipulation. And, you know, if I would say, Hey, let you and I and Lisa, let's get together for lunch or, you know, that did not go over well with her. And, you know, I am also a very, I'm a grown woman. I run business and I run my household. Like I'm not a little girl that I don't listen. You know, I don't need to be controlled or bossed around. And and I just want to be on this and be me and be my authentic self. So that was hard at times. I felt a bit on eggshells not a bit I felt on eggshells and you know at that time I loved Jen and loved being with her but you know it put me in a really uncomfortable and awkward position yeah so so yeah yeah, it was you know and I think it made Lisa you know awkward at times too so is there anyone on the cast that surprised you once you actually kind of got involved in it on the inside because it's one thing to like be friends with these women on the outside but you're not a participant in this whole experiment but now that you were on it was there anybody that really shocked you Shocked me for the good or the bad or for both or either. Or both. Let's do both. (laughs) I mean, I know you just interviewed Heather and Heather was Mm -hmm. probably the one that shocked me the most, you know, felt after all these years that maybe I expected a little bit more support from her. And just when I really felt that was on the way to San Diego, when Jen was getting upset with me, all of a sudden Heather turned on me and it's a scene that's not been shown so it wouldn't really make sense to the viewers but she was great to me at the airport she was great to me at the house and then jen got upset with me obviously you know as 
you know, we got on the sprinter van and I brought things up. Then Heather turned on me in there too. And it was kind of like, she was sort of deflecting because Jen had not been happy with her. Then she tried to turn it like, oh yeah, let's like gang up on Angie K. And, you know, and then after the drink dumped, fast forward a little bit, she's laughing about it, saying it was funny. So I honestly was the most surprised by Heather and okay. how I thought we would have more of a friendship and she's funny and I'm funny. And I thought, wow, we're gonna have a great time together. And that's not, and she was one of the first to refer me out of, you know, along with the other two. So it's like, I don't know how we went from you referring me to you not liking me and laughing about me getting a drink dumped as uh, one woman to another and, yeah. you know, raising daughters and being a businesswoman who employs women. Like, how can you find that funny? So, you know, with our history, I was the most taken back by the stance she took and I just felt like she just decided that she was not liking me and okay. continued that for the season. You want to talk to you for the better? Yeah. You know, Whitney, I think because of our age gap, I'm like 10 years older than her almost or more. Mm. I'm over 10 years older than Whitney. And, you know, you I just great. always thought, oh my gosh, you're sweet. Thank you. It's it's the ring light. No. Guys, your skin <laughs> looks, you look, your skin is like. Oh, I really don't have a ring light up. So thank you. Thank you. I got my makeup done just for you. But yeah, I didn't think I would connect with Whitney, not for any reason. She was just, I thought just I'm old enough to be her mom. And But I really loved her authenticity and her sweetness towards me and her vulnerability. And so she was one that I did not think I would become friends with. And I did. So I still have not like as a viewer. I don't personally, I've met her like once, but I mean, I do know Heather, but as a viewer, I don't like think I've ever like really related to her. Like nothing's really kind of like meshed with my, I think I'm not really drawn to her, but I, maybe another season, who knows, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone has their, their good seasons and their bad seasons and yeah. different parts of their lives where people resonate with them. So. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything you filmed that you just kind of wish that was shown or that they, that was like noticeably edited out because obviously we'll get to some stuff later on, but I know there's some stuff in the finale that gets edited out that I have a lot of questions. I'm sure a lot of the women do. Yeah. Was there anything that you're just yeah. that was? Yes, absolutely. I think that the biggest thing for me was being real friends with Jen Shaw. You don't do everything on film. You talk a lot off camera. You talk a lot in person. She was in my home a lot. You know, we were close. I cared about her. I thought she cared about me. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that was lost in editing and not shown because it was done off camera was the way that the party situation was happening. Yeah, that's and, what I was going to ask. Cause I... Yeah. And I mean, I could talk about this one forever because there was so much lost. But I think the biggest thing that I have to say here, everyone thought that I was the hostess of this party. But, you know, a week before the party, Jen needed a location and she was planning it at like, a, she was planning a roller skating themed party, which sounded really fun. But for some reason, the place that she was wanting to host it at would not close down for her. And then her party planner, for some strange reason, also would not take her party on. So being a generous and good friend, which is what you do, I said, I am a member of a country club. Would you like to use it? And she said, no. I sent her some photos of it and she didn't love it, which I thought was great for the Harlem Knights theme. From there, you know, obviously I had to throw her a lifeline a week before because that's who I am. I said, well, you're welcome to use my house. Now let's keep in mind, she was already in the process of planning this party. Now, if it was at the roller rink, was I also going to pay for that? No, that wasn't the... It was me throwing her a lifeline. You can use my house. And 
as the next few days went on, hey, do you know anywhere where I could get a piano dropped into your house? Do you know any caterers? Do you know yeah. any bartenders? It was like, do you know anyone that would set up casino tables? And, you know, looking back in hindsight, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I do actually. I'll have my assistant call. My daughter used to take piano lessons. I know a place that has pianos. Like it was sort of like dropped forced on me in a strange way. And that's my fault for taking the bait because I make shit happen. And that's why I have the businesses and the business that I do after all these years. So, you know, yeah, I do know I can make some calls. I can help you. She was bummed out that her party planner backed out. And now I'm kind of wondering why her party planner backed out. So it was a thing where she made these requests, you know, anyone, and I'm super connected in Salt Lake. I put my feelers out to some people and for example, the day we were supposed to go in to put the menu together, we were supposed to go together. She didn't answer mm -hmm. my phone and she didn't show up. Well, where yeah. does that leave me? Okay, Angie, here's the menu examples. I had to make the decisions and she didn't even have a cake for her husband, which I find this the most astonishing. And the party was <laughs> three days away, but she knew exactly what she was wearing. And in true Jen Shaw form, she was going to come in looking amazing. But, you know, I loved her and was spending a lot of time with her at this time. So I trusted her pardon me as a viewer though to just step back from everything you've said this is a person who has just been arrested by the feds planning all okay. like i would be like i'm not even shopping for a shoot but that's beyond whatever i can't say like, it we, louder for the like, people in the crazy back is right this? like i i'm planning this huge party for my husband but i'm i don't have the cake picked up. it's like why would you take all of this any sane person would not even be, yeah, you don't throw a party like this unless you're planning on throwing your credit card down, right? So now when you put this all out there to your friend and then go dark when the vendors show up, you know, she went dark. I couldn't find her. She didn't answer her calls. She didn't show up. What other choice do I have when tables are being set up, pianos being dropped off to throw down my card? Because yeah. guess what? If I didn't do that in two days, there was going to be a bunch of people here uh, with, yeah, with nothing to do. Nothing. And guess what? There were invitations that went out, not on film. She sent a little boy out in a tuxedo, hand delivered invitations to each woman, inviting them from Jen Shaw. I mean, oh if God. I was really the hostess, why wasn't my name on this? And if you flash back, she said, thanks for opening your home and celebrating with us. I was a guest at this party, but the venue was like, here, you can use my house. But when she went dark on the vendors and like three days before, didn't follow up with any of the vendors or confirm payment, guess who they called? The address is my address. Everyone knows who I am. And I put the money down mm -hmm. and she said, I'll pay you back. I have the text. Drink the drinks. Speaking drank of. the drinks. Uh, drink. Loved the cake. Loved the cake. I made sure that her husband had. But yeah, that's all she cared about that night was how yeah. she was going to look. And, and that's all. Speaking of drinks, though, the champagne baptism of mm -hmm. San Diego. Has anything like that ever Let's happened in your friendship? Because you've known her for two decades, right? Has anything like that ever Look, happened with her? I got baptized <laughs> in the Greek church at six months, and that was the last time, and I'm 49 now. Yeah. And no, hell no, because I would have never gone on that trip as her friend had she done anything like that to me. I was completely shocked, humiliated. I mean, it was demeaning. It was sad. It was like so many emotions. Yeah. And then me flashing back. I mean, to a that lot was of things. palpable watching it. The audience could feel like you're embarrassed for Jen for acting this way, right? We're feeling for you because it's like, who does this to somebody that they bring on to a show? And then it's like, they're just anybody. And it was just so awkward. It was like so out of nowhere, you know? 
Absolutely. I mean, it was just so mean spirited. And to think that she would not only do that to me in front of women, some that I knew and some that I barely knew, but to know that like, this is in front of America. Like you not only just demeaned me in front of the women, you demeaned me in front of all of America and then expected that I would still not say a word. And that's how it's gone. If you flash back to scenes where she said, shut the fuck up, shut up, stop talking. And season two, there's unseen footage of her screaming in my face, calling me all kinds of names that they've never shown. So, you know, there was like multiple violations, but this Mm -hmm. one was like, just had gone way too far and was beyond. And, you know, she did not honor our friendship. And I would never do that to someone because I had really been there for her and stood up for her with those the Finsta, I would never allow yeah. people to talk about her. People questioned why as a credible businesswoman, I was friends with her, but I loved her. I loved her personality. I loved being around her. She was fun. She was funny. And, you know, I always had her back and defended her. And so when she did that, my mind just went back to everything that she had done to me, like, you know, prior to this. And this was just the last straw, like, okay, you know what? I put up with some shit from you, but this has gone way too far. And, you know, I've got to keep my cool right now because I'm going to ruin the trip for everyone if I don't. What do you think happened with Heather's eye? You know, (laughs) what's your your theory? Because I don't think we'll ever really find out on the show. I have mine because I know from the back end that, but it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen when it plays, how it's going to play out on the show. But could you tell me what your theory is? What were you thinking? When you were there. Well, my first <laughs> thought was, you know, that maybe she had too much to drink and went down. Like she tripped mm-hmm. and fell. And because I had been in a room that night, she had like some high heels and different things around on the floor. And I thought, well, maybe she just tripped and fell. Her room was a little bit messy, right? That's like your first question. And, you know, the, the energy, I mean, I'm going to say what everybody's saying in their confessionals and on and off cameras. Her and Jen were the last ones up. And, You know, I got interviewed after this by Warner Brothers. Whoever was up at the end of the night was interviewed by a lawyer and a detective. And can you imagine how that felt getting that phone call, knowing that I was one of the last few women up? And, you know, there's questions. As a a businesswoman, it's a little bit scary, too, to be involved, like not involved, right? But like just the fact that it's kind of loose, (laughs) open-ended, right? Yes, I'll be honest. It's not only open-ended. Somebody come to me and say that Jen was telling people that I was the one that was responsible for Heather's black eye. Now, she is going to deny that in the episode. But what I can share with you is someone else watched her tell this person. It was after Meredith's event. The cameras had shut down, so it wasn't caught on camera. And she said, Angie K is responsible for Heather's eye. We don't like Angie K. Meanwhile, she just handed me a check and wanted to pretend she was, you know, yeah. paying me back and we were going to move forward. We don't like Angie K. And you know Heather's eye? She did this. And she can deny it, but other people saw her telling this person. And I talk about it in my confessional. And, you know, as you said, as a businesswoman and as a mother and mm-hmm. a community yeah. member, I'm just thinking... Holy shit. Are they, they're like, I mean, is she going to try and put this on me and put this yeah. out into the community? That I yeah, yeah. Heather, it, well, no, I'm not going to lie. It was scary because I started to see that she was capable of some things and became very manipulative with me and <laughs> it's about a, me. A understatement. A couple of things. Yeah. She's capable of a lot. Yeah. But well, yeah. And there was a lot of cyberbullying going on with, yeah, with sure. her and I, well, she was cyberbullying me. And I just thought, you know, she's capable of a lot and it did not feel good. But I just, I had to go through with the interview and 
So she can spread that rumor about me. I guess, guess what? I can question if something happened with her and Heather because they were the last two up and Jen's energy was very awkward the next day. Yeah. And I thought her reaction on camera was also not Jen Shaw. There was something strange. I think Jen Shaw would be a nicer person if she had a job. Most people that work and have things in their lives that are really important, that are real. Yes, that's where we base like our this. self-worth. <laughs> yeah, we're too busy. Like that's where we base our self-worth is on our job or our family or whatever, being a part of a community or, or take up a cause because having time on your hands to cyber bully people and put clowns over their faces and go and terrorize them and open up troll accounts. And, and then she starts this yeah. rumor about me that's like flying around Which, all over Twitter that I got fired from Bravo and I sued them for the party and I rented my confessional look. Sorry, my confessional look is a Tom Ford outfit still hanging in my closet. <laughs> I still have a contract with Bravo. I did not sue them. I did not get fired. But you know what? She has all this time. So when she's, this is like her whole world and it's kind of mm -hmm. sad. And yeah. she's like, it's like this big Circling world. Circling the she's drain. Zooming. Yeah. And it's like, it's very, you know yeah. what? Find something else to do with your time and stop spiraling what? about the show and making, trying to make people look bad and bully your castmates. Speaking of trolling, what are your thoughts on Angie? Uh, is it Angie H? Are you uh, it's the other Angie. No, I'm not. The other Angie. Okay, okay. You're not. I, okay. I wouldn't claim. I wouldn't claim to be. Anyways, okay, we don't okay. really have anything in common. Okay. Do you want my thoughts? I'd love to give you my thoughts on how she came onto the show. I feel that, you know, every season that she comes on, it's in a negative light and it's throwing a friend under the bus or lying. And, you know, the whole cater thing, I wasn't around for that. Lying, negative, throwing your best friend under the bus. Day one of filming, you know, she then moves on to making up lies and spreading rumors about Lisa lying again. And I mean, she's, you know, I was friends with some girls prior to coming onto the show. She has now gone through what, like her fourth, she's like a housewife hopper, like, oh, well, it's not going to work out with Lisa. I'll move over to Whitney. Oh, wait, it's not really working out with Whitney. She's not like buying my bullshit. I'm going to move over to Heather. Oh, and then she's posting, you know, something somebody sent me on Twitter, like, oh, next time I'll take Meredith to an event. It's like, you know what? You're just housewife hopping from friend to friend and like you're not she's being like a, a real friend she's like the female slate smiley do you know that guy yeah yes I <laughs> she's dated that was my or like or harry dubin she's well, like the just, female it, harry it dubin looks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just looks desperate it's like pick your friend have their back you know if she, i could see if lisa dumped a drink on her head or you know whitney or someone dumped a drink on her head but you know for me i would have mm. had jen's back you know, till the end of time. And so, but you know what? She comes in and starts throwing them under the bus right away. So I don't like that. And it made me, it inspired me to like say, wow, I want to really be a good friend and have my friends backs yeah. to the end because I don't like that she does that. And so it's made me not trust her. And, you know, I'm glad the other girls don't mind it and they don't see it. But for me, I don't like yeah. what I've seen from, her, you know, her moral compass and mine are like, we're just two different people. So yeah. I have a hard time, you well, know, wanting, she's resonating with. I don't think I don't think she's resonating with but, the audience. Anyway, can, so. Yeah, how can she yeah. not see like, oh, I guess I shouldn't come in and do stupid shit and be a bitch to people and like, well, you know, open up fake accounts. It's like she thought she was going to get on the show doing this. But, you know, come on with your own story. And like it, you can come on and be a good friend. Right. That's cool, too. I think the show's missing that. So I think she took the wrong. She just came in the wrong way every season. And people well, get reality TV that, doesn't right? always attract the best you know, character. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I definitely question her character and I, I wouldn't want mm -hmm. friends with her. I want to ask you more about the reunion. I want to talk about what's coming up in the future on the show, kind of get your 
forecasting for the show. I want to tell you uh, yes. housewives superlatives, all of that. First off, before we go to the bonus episode, do you know Mary Cosby? Have you ever met her? You know, I saw Mary at Heather's grand opening of Beauty Lab. We love her over uh, here. Yes, season one. And I actually always wanted to meet Mary. Do you know that we lived in the same neighborhood for 16 oh, yeah. years? And I didn't know that until after she was no longer with the show. I don't know how I never saw her. Wow. But, you know, honestly. I mean, she's always in that closet. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, I I just want to go in a damn closet and have a cup of coffee with her. But you know, we were in the same neighborhood, just one street away. Never saw her. I've never actually met her, but I wanted to meet her because she was just so entertaining and interesting. And but no, I never your, met her. Your opinion? Do you think that she'd ever come back? Do you think that they'll ever ask her back? You know, I don't know because I've seen Bravo bring people back, so I don't think it's like ever really a no to me, mm -hmm. but I've seen, you know, I've seen mixed reviews about her on the show yeah. and I don't know what their plans are. I could never say, but I could see her filming. I know she's still Sounds friends like with some of the Andy has cast. some pretty solid ideas for the casting for next season. He spoke yeah, about yeah. it today, I think, or yesterday yes. or some, recently. Let's get into, we're going to talk a bit about that. So let's, let's talk about that. Do you want to plug anything before we head over to the bonus episode? Obviously tell the people I where to I'm follow good. you on social. Okay. Well, my name is Angie Katzenavis. <laughs> I am under Angie Katzenavis on Instagram. So it's K-A-T-S like cats and the rest mm -hmm. should pop up. And cool. yeah, there's a Greek flag on the front of my page. That's me. There you go. Mm -hmm. Guys, go to the bonus episode. You can go to patreon.com slash the B list to subscribe for the bonus episode, this and other episodes. And we're going to talk about the Jinshaw indictment or the, the sentencing rather, because she was already indicted. Okay. So the sentencing, I want to do housewife superlatives with you. I want to get your take on Harry, uh, Harry, Heather versus Whitney, Meredith versus Lisa, and just a few other things. So okay, guys, join perfect. us on the B side and we'll meet over there. Bye guys. Um When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.